Hello and welcome to Alternative Power Plays, the podcast from Buchanan Ingersoll and Rooney and the Brattle Group, all about the new and innovative ways in which businesses are getting electricity to their facilities, buildings, and other sites. I'm Alan Seltzer, an energy attorney at Buchanan, and I'm joined by my friends at Buchanan and the Brattle Group. With me today is my colleague at Buchanan, John Povolaitis, and two of the energy experts at the Brattle Group, Matt and Chalebi and Frank Graves. Hello, everyone. Hi, Alan. Hello. In our legal work at Buchanan, one of the exciting areas where John and I are very active is helping clients go through the process of installing combined heat and power units, also known as CHPs or chips, to their facilities. We often work with our partners at the Brattle Group who help figure out the economic and financial aspects of this process, such as evaluating whether these projects are cost effective and make sense for specific host facilities. Over the course of our careers, the four of us have helped countless clients understand the ins and outs of the chip consideration, financing, and installation process. And during that time, we've seen companies run into their fair share of pitfalls during this process that we've needed to help them navigate. With that, we've gathered a list of common pitfalls companies across industries have come across with tips on how to avoid them in the chip space. So let's first address issues regarding project team, project structure, and project timing. John, any possible pitfalls we should be concerned about here? Yes, Alan, there are definitely pitfalls to avoid. We call the first skipping the scoping, that is not having the right people and the right project. It's very important to assemble a team of legal and financial experts to assist in the initial scoping of the major components of the project before significant time and resources have been expended on the project or before definite commitments to the CHIP project are made. CHIP projects often start when a facilities manager at an industrial health or academic campus gets contacted by a CHIP developer who has a suggested standard scheme for converting or enhancing the power and HVAC portions of the facility. This is a great way to become interested in chips as a concept, but it's not a very good way to get oriented to an optimal design for your chip facility. Some design conditions or the location of the project may determine eligibility for certain benefits, such as the advantages and availability of selling utility, selling excess power back to the utility, known as net metering. And there's also the issue of the availability of energy efficiency grants that are available through state and utility programs. Also, the, the appropriate sizing of the chip should take into account expected growth in future power and the thermal energy needs. The chip system is certainly about reduced cost and efficiency, but it's also a platform for innovative enhancements that can help secure benefits in the long run value. For instance, chip can be coupled with solar or battery systems that are designed to be flexible for using hydrogen as fuel in the future, depending on the desired goals of the host company. Another pitfall, you could say, is putting a fancy engine in an old car, and that is not getting the full benefits of going with a chip because you've updated only some of the components but continue to use outdated components. Alan and I were not directly involved in this project, but we know of a health facility uh, where they put in a great generator and a, an engine to uh, drive the generator, but they failed to update their chillers and boilers. This more or less left on the table significant number of the benefits that the client was hoping to get from 
the chip facility. Another pitfall you could say is know, know thyself. And that is relying too heavily or solely on the representations of the project developer for the saving costs and benefits of the proposed chip project. The developer is likely to present only one flavor of how to structure the deal, when in reality, many terms are amenable to fine tuning in the project. Uh, a feature that's particularly likely to be prepackaged by the developer in our experience is fixed cost pricing. That may be very attractive to the chip user, but alternatively, it may not create the time pattern or type of savings that's most important to the user. For instance, a more important risk reduction than fixed payments could be having prices that are indexed to your opportunity costs, such that you always stay a bit below what you would have otherwise paid. A fixed price might be above or below the moving target of normal power prices. You want optionality to adjust future operations or even the design, expanding or adding cleaner fuels, which could be very important. And a standard off-the-shelf proposal will be blind to contingencies that are most important to the user. Another pitfall we call deep pockets are nice, but not necessary. And that is failing to understand the range of alternatives for packaging the risks, costs, and benefits under different project structures. It's very likely possible to set up a chip with low initial expenditures, depending on how performance and market risk might be shared with the developers. For example, third-party ownership could avoid raising large sums of capital. Uh, operation and maintenance of the chip can also be contracted to a third party with performance guarantees. A pitfall especially prevalent where the host facility and the chip are being constructed simultaneously uh, could be called lots of moving parts in the schedule. And that is not understanding the time period to develop a chip, which results in a misalignment of the chip project development and other related site construction not starting with the right expertise available or not coordinating the timing of the components of the project can end up scuttling what would have been a sound and beneficial project. Finally, we can't stress enough avoiding the problem of not starting with fair agreements. Selecting a good starting point for the agreement negotiations, that is starting with draft agreements whose terms are reasonably balanced between the contracted parties is a must from the get-go. Not starting with fair agreements can result in unnecessarily increasing costs due to the need to redraft and negotiate a large number of issues. There are also financial and economic pitfalls to be wary of that our colleagues at the Brattle Group, Frank Graves and Metin Chalebi, will now address. Hello, this is Metin Chelebi from the Brattle Group. And uh, Frank, I'm going to ask you about the next pitfall that we have seen in some of our previous engagements, which is that some clients and host facilities look at this chip opportunity as uh, history repeating itself and doing some extrapolations, simple extrapolations of the future to evaluate the economics of the CHP 
could you comment on this uh, pitfall and how it could be avoided? Sure, thanks, Metin. It is pretty easy to start with and uh, erroneous to end with the belief that the future is pretty much likely to be like the past. And that might in fact be an okay way to get a, a very rough ballpark sense of whether a project is attractive, but not a good way to design it. Uh, the issue is that uh, you wanna know what your future energy costs will be with and without the chip project. And to do that, you need to understand power prices and uh, fuel costs. And power prices are pretty complex functions of both market conditions and regulatory rules that have shelf lives and change over time. So simple extrapolations of past costs are not very likely to be indicative of future costs you'll face, uh, which is you ought to be especially aware of because the whole energy industry is now undergoing a transformation towards more decarbonization with many states adopting very strong targets for changing the way energy is supplied and how it's priced. So that will strongly change whether the past is a is prologue or not. And on the side of the cost of your own chip facility, uh, it's important to recognize there's a lot of seasonality to the cost of gas or to the price of gas in the market. Uh, and the price of electricity itself is influenced by the price of gas. So if one goes up, generally the other goes up too, which means you can't independently extrapolate one without having it be tied to what you're expecting for the other. Finally, there's a lot of regulatory rules about how a chip can interact with the existing power system and how much conventional usage it can replace. Uh, you're likely to still need some backup support and, and also want the opportunities to sell excess power into the market, but there's rules about when and how much you can do that and some of those are under debate as to their best design and might change. So you should have those contingencies in mind. You know, Metin, though, that is similar to the question of, you know, what to think about as the status quo requirements of your own facility and how much flexibility you should take advantage of in designing a chip system to make it more useful so that you're not stuck with just a, a status quo uh, adjustment to uh, the way you use and supply energy. What have you seen there about some of the issues that people should keep in mind as they're designing their systems? In our previous work, uh, we have seen a confusion between the status quo, meaning what's happening now with uh, what is likely going to happen in the future under the business as usual world, because the world changes even if you don't install the chip facility. So we recommend our clients to consider like the range of future changes in electric utility charges, wholesale power cost, or how you uh, use and modify the HVAC structure, infrastructure on the campus. That will be applicable even if you don't have the CHP project. So if you don't understand the outlook without the CHP project, it will be impossible to estimate what will be the savings you would have with the CHP project. So a few things that we advise our clients uh, is to estimate what are the cost of any repairs or upgrades that you will have to do to the existing boilers in the future um, that you could avoid with the CHP um, or uh, any changes in the future for the mix of power needs and the thermal energy needs that you will have at the facility and whether there are any concerns with the reliability of the power and thermal energy supply in the future, even if you didn't have them in the past, there could be events that uh, are becoming more and more likely like extreme cold spells, hurricanes, and local grid outages that 
will be helped with the installation of CHP, but you will have to deal with them in the business as usual world. So that is uh, one of the pitfalls that we advise our clients to, uh, to avoid. So the next pitfall that Frank, if you could comment on is the thought uh, among some clients that we can use generic estimates on many of the parameters and see if that results in any savings. But I think location matters a lot. Can you comment on that? Sure. Uh, as I mentioned before, prices for gas and power are both quite dynamic. And it turns out they're also quite uh, particular to exactly where your facility is going to be located. Um, in fact, electric prices uh, can vary um, across a state at thousands of locations in the more technically fancy power market regions. And the cost can also vary within a state from, depending on which utility you're interacting with because of their tariffs and the way they've set up their rules for participation. There's no blanket answer for what your gas costs will be or your power costs will be that you can extract from, say, uh, state energy reports or federal energy reports that gives you the full picture of how much uh, opportunity or risk there might be at your uh, site. And those can matter a lot because things like backup power and, and rules for accepting the excess power from the facility can sub substantially change the economics of your project. Uh, and in general, I think we've seen that those kinds of charges aren't very well understood, either, uh, either what is needed to back you up or even what's the form of the charges you face now, because they may be uh, volumetric, that is paid per kilowatt hour, but they might be moving towards something more fixed. And in that case, your avoidable costs won't be the same in the future as they've been in the past. Uh, what, what are some of the things people should keep an eye out for there? Yeah, I call that pitfall. Um, some electric charges are harder to avoid. Um, uh, we have seen instances where the client initially thought most of the electric charges could be avoided by running the CHP, but that's not necessarily the case because what you pay to the utility has volumetric charges and demand charges. And um, uh, those demand charges may include some standby backup charges or demand ratchet clauses that um, uh, complicates the, uh, the part of the electric charges that you can avoid by running the CHP. And uh, those uh, charges uh, really are affected differently with the CHP. As a rule, uh, in general, the, the chip facility doesn't separate the, the customer from the prior utility provider. And uh, you will still need some backup power from them when this uh, chip unit is down or when the energy and power and energy needs at the campus exceeds the output of the chip facility. So in general, the utility power is always needed at least in some times or, or as a backup. And uh, there are ways to deal with that, uh, those issues. Like if you install a battery that might mitigate some of those demand charges, the fixed charges, and uh, it could also create opportunities to provide lucrative, profitable services back to the power grid in some instances. And I think that brings us to the last pitfall that uh, we wanted to cover, which is a perception of risk. In many of the cases we worked with, there is a, a lively discussion about the desire to reduce the risk or avoid the risk without recognizing what are the risks that uh, the customer faces without even the chip facility. So. 
it's uh, there's a nuance here that I think uh, needs to be understood. Frank, can you comment on that? Sure. The, you're absolutely uh, right that the, there's a strong aspiration usually to not only lower costs and be more uh, energy efficient, maybe environmentally conscious, uh, but also to just simply reduce risk. But often there isn't a very formal conversation, at least early in the process, about what do you mean by that and what constitutes success? Or for, this, for that matter, how much are you willing to pay for it? Uh, as uh, John alluded to earlier, there you are likely to see a fixed price offer for uh, the output and maybe the fuel of your chip facility from a developer. And that does indeed reduce the risks of that aspect of the project in the sense that you'll be able to predict what those are and they'll be flat and stable. But that doesn't mean that that's going to give you a better outcome than you otherwise would have had. And it ignores the question of what's the risk in some of the other elements like the backup power and uh, the value of the power you can sell forward in, or sell into the power grid itself. So it's important to uh, to step through that um, thoughtfully with financial managers at the chip facility. And they also need to think about operational risk. How much of the plant's performance are they willing to uh, take on themselves with their own engineering uh, capabilities? Or do they want to hand those off uh, with both cost and uh, performance guarantees from the developer. You're going to pay for the enhancements, so it's nice to know whether you, you think that's worth it. And some kinds of risks can be hedged by you uh, just as well as by them. So for instance, it's quite easy to buy gas forward and lock in a few years of pricing and under comparable terms to what you're likely to see from the developers, maybe even uh, at lower cost because you wouldn't have to pay a premium for it. But you need to know that you want to do that and have the financial and administrative capabilities to honor those contracts. So there's a kind of a close uh, marriage here between legal, economic, and uh, engineering issues that need to be jointly optimized. And uh, I guess the pitfall is to not uh, think about that thoroughly enough or to think of them at one at a time such that you don't blend those efficiently. I think those are the most of the ones that we have usually seen. They obviously interact with each other, but they can also be carved out and studied uh, and tuned uh, to the to the needs of a particular developed site. Thank you, uh, Frank, uh, Metten, and John. Um, we've obviously covered a lot of issues here, and I know for our listeners that uh, may be contemplating and thinking about chip projects, this can seem a little daunting. But while it's really important to understand that we can uh, we have these kinds of pitfalls and issues out there. We know at the Buchanan and Brattle team how to work with them, and it really is not difficult to navigate our way through this as long as you work with partners who understand this chip process. Buchanan and Brattle assist in evaluating energy and financial needs, alternative designs, modeling to capture future risks, risks and benefits, and transactional support in negotiations with developers and service contractors in connection with these chip projects. That's really what the teams at the Brattle Group and Buchanan are here for and have been doing for decades. For any facility or business considering CHIP or more closely examining their energy needs, please visit brattle.com and bipc.com backslash CHIP, C-H-P, to learn more about how Buchanan and the Brattle Group can help you navigate all the steps involved in the CHIP process. To hear past and future episodes of Alternative Power Plays, be sure to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. 
Until the next time, I'm Alan Seltzer, along with my colleagues and partners, Metin Chalebi, Frank Graves, and John Povolitis. Thanks for listening to Alternative Power Plays.